0: Welcome back, folks, to 2Bits1Puck. I'm your host, Mr. Intangibles, an NHL 20 GM mode player again, and a shot Champions League watcher, Dan Masters, with my good friend, a man who still might get his A-level grades reduced, and a man who can't help taking penalties on NHL 20. Well, every you
1: human, well, how are you doing? Uh, Dan, you've mugged yourself off yet again, because I can't get my A-level grades reduced, because I've never did them. (laughs) Are you serious? I I did up to, uh, I did AS level. And uh then was politely asked to not return for year thirteen. You are having a giraffe? No nope. way! I <laughs> got to uh, uh, got, got to a results day. Well I get? I got um, got B in film studies. Decent start. Got yeah. a C in general studies. Yeah, perfectly fine.
0: Fine. Yeah,
1: I uh, got an A e in maths. So it's, Still a pass. As so a pass in it, um, and then using business and IT. And my my head of year was like, "Look, mate." We all know you. you didn't try, you didn't give a shit. Um, we, we could have you come back and not try again and get even worse grades. Or you, you could bugger off and we'd all be a lot happier. Yeah.
0: That's insane. So for people who don't know, it's the, the education system over here is a little bit different. We have school and then college. Our college isn't like where you go away and stay. That's our university. So from 16 to 18... You go to college, which is kind of in between school and university, and there you take AS levels and A levels.
1: It's like like the community college college for for post sixteen, really, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's kind of like community college, but then everyone, if you want to go to university, everyone has to do it, don't they? It's not really, you don't just go straight from school to university unless you're like a child prodigy, and clearly you were not.
1: I no, absolutely. Well, I mean, I could have been, but it was more about yeah. uh, effort
0: than. I can't, than the table. I can't believe you got a B, a C, and an E, which are pass grades at AS level, and they were like, nah, mate, forget it."
1: I think I think that was that was the thing. The whole point was like, "Look, you you have done enough to qualify to come back." Yeah, but we would prefer it if you didn't. <laughs> it would be. Yeah. It would, kind it would save fucking... everyone a lot of effort.
0: I'm just chubble, I'm just double checking this. Did your parents pay for this college by any chance?
1: No, no, no. Then just went right. to
0: standard. That would have made sense if your parents are paying like three three Gs a fucking term, and they like you've got to be a C and an E. You can get out. That well, may that, to be fair would make a little bit of sense. But
1: I, I didn't go bad. to fucking private school. What do, do you think this is? Well, as I said before, I think you're some middle class Tory boy. Are we still like
0: doing this? Whose <laughs> <laughs> parents paid for everything? That's what I believe. I'm not I'm not gonna let you ruin yeah, I mean, that one.
1: You you, you you keep believing that all you want. Yeah. All I you will. want. Uh, and <laughs> then I went to uh which college and did music for one and a half years and, and sacked that off at the end. What did you do out of college what did you do out college then? When did you get when did you start working? Where did you go? Uh I got <laughs> I started working at a hydroponic shop, okay. so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which for yeah, okay, okay. for nineteen for year old me was a dream. Uh, I'll say. And then got an apprenticeship. Well, to be yeah. fair, I
0: mean apprenticeships are a decent way to go, aren't they?
1: Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Like you what, worked for a worked for a year at four pound an hour, and then was able to to be treated like a real human being. So yeah. <laughs>
0: wasn't too bad. Apprenticeships are basically Britain's version of an internship, aren't they? Basically, well, it's not yeah. that bad
1: actually. You at get paid. Absolutely, but like you can be paid well below minimum wage. Like, and even yeah. even me on four pound an hour was perfectly acceptable. That was like a decent apprenticeship wage. Yeah, you're right. It's fucking mental. Some people being paid like two pound fifty an hour. That's shambolic, isn't it? I've That's never
0: bad. got. I never understood the intern thing. In in North, America. I don't. I mean, I guess they do it in Canada as well, don't they? I don't know if they do that. Actually, I think Canadian it. people. Do you have Do you have internships? I don't know. I think we haven't here though, don't we? Like, isn't it more for? We do, but they It's it's very rare, isn't it? And then you'll get somebody. If if somebody's been offered an internship in this country, it's always met with kind of derision and how dare you and that kind of thing. Whereas in North America, it's like that is the rite of passage, isn't it? It's you sad, got to work it? somewhere over the summer for free, and that's kind of how you get your foot in the door.
1: But even then, you'll you'll. Getting those mostly, it seems, at uh, more sort of um, sought after, sort of um, careers and, and industries and stuff like that. Like, yeah, you d- you do an internship in a newspaper if you want to be a journalist or whatever. Or you yeah, that's an true. An internship at a media company or something. You're not doing a fucking internship at Tesco <laughs> or at Walmart. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> even I'd imagine even at most like. I say a standard office job like a sales job or working in local government. You're not going to do an intern. You're not. You're not going to do an internship at a job you don't want to want to actually do. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, true. That's right. Actually, yeah. Because yeah, if you went if you wanted to work in an office, you just start out as a junior, don't you? Making, like making mm. coffee and photocopying and all that shit.
1: Yeah, exactly. You're not going to be fucking interning at the local paper sales place, like. For the local yeah. Seven <laughs> Eleven,
0: <laughs> This is our intern. We've just got him stacking shelves at the moment. But next week, we think he's going to start like to start selling crisps. <laughs> so he goes
1: from there. <laughs> no, next week, we're going to sack him off and get a new intern in.
0: Yeah. Because <laughs> it's free. Rinse but... and repeat. Fantastic. Right. Let's go on to a little bit of hockey, shall we? And I'm sure shall there'll like. be uh, some non-hockey things sprinkled in as always. But oh, well, potentially. I'm going to be a bit selfish, Will, this week. Let's lead off with some Bruins talk. Because let me tell you, it's been a great week to be a Bruins fan on Twitter. Oh, just heavenly. Heavenly. You know when I sometimes talk about those Bruins fans? In, in inverted commas. Oh yeah, they've been out this week. They crawled out from under their rock. And, and, and a fun time was had by all. Starting with, of course, Tuukka you Who know. became the first player to say, not due to a baby being born, fuck it, I'm out. Although it has come out today that there was a medical emergency at home. So I'm hoping that some of those people who... Did question it? Uh, for now, jumped off
1: a bridge. So, that's the best thing. At, at least, at least, you know, um, that made an internal apology, uh, acknowledged yeah. our own ignorance. But, but the problem yeah. with with opting out was that, as we said earlier, this week you like he, he did it ten minutes after saying, "Oh, the paths <laughs> are shit. I don't, I don't care." <laughs> he didn't. It was amazing. He didn't help himself time. at all. I I wish he'd just let into it and said, yeah, I'm I'm fucking going home, this is boring. Even even if there is a family emergency and a a reasonable reason to call it a day, given that any reason would be a good reason to call it a day, he should have just let into it and said, nah, this isn't for me. It's a bit pub. See you later.
0: It is mad, isn't it, if you think that last time in the playoffs, he's coming off a Game 7 in the finals to no fans fucking giant blankets covering the seats and nothing else and you know fucking in the uh, in the prison in toronto <laughs> you just think i'd be thinking oh this is fucking bullshit
1: <laughs> i'm out see you later to to me though like ross saying oh there's no fans it's, it's not the same or whatever like you know the, oh, it's not the same level of play or whatever like i mean, that just says to me that I don't know if if you're that reliant on there being fans in the building for you to be in the game. Fucking you sort yourself out. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not.
0: No, see, I went. I went the other way. I was like, yeah, he's not wrong, is he? It's not the same. He's just saying what we're all thinking, and we're all, we always say, don't we? How many? How many of the players have been interviewed? How are you coping in the bubble? How are you doing with this? Oh, you know, it's okay. We're doing our best, eh? It's all right. We're trying our best, and all this stuff. And Tuka's the first one to go, yeah, this is pretty shit, mate, to be honest. And we always say, why can't players just say what they think? So Tuka's like, yeah, this is crap. And everyone went, oh, my God. <laughs> Fucking, you
1: can't have it both ways. No, absolutely not. And, like, I'd, I'd get it if he was saying, oh, yeah, living in the bubble's a bit of shit. Yeah, this this whole thing. But I think to an extent, if he's saying the, the playoffs aren't the same as the playoffs, like, the, the prize at the end's still the same. You're still you're still working towards it, I and guess. But how
0: many how many times have how many times have we said, like these players are in such a a mindset and a focus that anything that kind of disrupts that is just a massive issue. And you know, some of the coaches have even talked about seeing opposing players in the corridors and stuff like that, and it's just it just freaks them out. But well, there's that because it's all do you know what I mean? Like they're just kind of like, No, I'm I am do I'm not used to this, I don't like it. It's weird. Why am I seeing my opposition walking past me in the corridor? I don't I don't like that.
1: Did, and, did you, and I can like it's weird. Do you see that clip from I must have from the during the playing rounds with John Tavares is just walking through the corridor while the Bruins are kitted up about to go and start their game. <laughs> yeah, it's so odd, it's isn't fucking, it? It is weird. It's, it's, it's beautiful. beautiful. I love it. It's it's got that whole Olympics vibe to it, sort of.
0: Well, yeah, clearly it has. After that fucking picture that Gold Miller posted last week, it's clearly like the Olympic villages. Yeah. It's just everyone <laughs> hanging out and having fucking
1: orgies with each other,
0: and then that's- apparently sometimes now and again playing sport because that's what's dictated to them. <laughs> that's what they're
1: there for. That's what's in their contract. Like, right, you can you can shag about as much as you want, but between these times, you're doing this event. You know what,
0: I, I said to you, we messaged about it on WhatsApp about Tucker and I said, you know what, I'm not bothered. If you'd rather be at home with his family, I'd rather he went home with his, I'd rather went home to his family. I, I've got no issue with that. I'd rather have players there who want to play. I'd, I'd like it if he was there, but if his head's not in it, then can you give a shit? Go on, mate, and fucking yeah. chill out with your family. You know, you'd rather be there, obviously before we knew there was like an emergency or something, but even if it was just that, because that's where he took off the All-Star, he took off the All-Star game, didn't he, last year, and said, yeah, I'm, I'm not playing, I want to spend time, I can have like.'" ten days at home with my family. I'd rather do that. So good on you. I don't blame you, mate, it's fine.
1: Not at all. Not at all. The, the thing I found funny is like all the people saying, Oh, this is why you need a good goalie tandem in, in the playoffs or whatever. Yeah. So, what do you mean? This is why? <laughs> what well, when you're starting when when you're starting goalies like, no, nah, I'm not interested anymore, mate I'm going home like fucking <laughs> the first time in a hundred years. No. This isn't. I I agree. You should have a good goalie tandem, uh, la, you know Rask and Halak and Bishop and Hidobin. But this is not the fucking reason.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I like the idea of some GM sat there talking to his coach, saying, "And I told you, this is why we need to spend two and a half million dollars on a decent backup. <laughs> because if there's a global pandemic and the first goalie goes home, what am I supposed to do?" <laughs> No, mate, it doesn't really happen that often, does it? You should have those anyway. Well, we, we, we've
1: talked about this for ages. We get to next year and we've got some semblance of normality back with the playoffs, and suddenly just someone's like, Andre Vasilevsky's like, I'm not really feeling it this year, actually. I uh, think I'm just going just gonna to head on home, really. See you later. Especially if they win a cup. <laughs> do you know so what? I've won one. I think I'm done, mate. I'll see later. Do I think i done. Why would I bother? It's, it's not the same as last year, that's the thing.
0: Yeah. I missed the I missed the giant blankets and the giant pillowcases covering the seats. Can we go back to that? This is shit.
1: All these people here. What's going on? I don't like this. I'm I'm just not a fan of all the plane journeys anymore. You know what I mean? Like I'm (laughs) I'm more into rolling out of beds, chucking on a pair of sliders, and walking down to the rink and just getting it going. All this preparation. It is mad, isn't it?
0: If you think about it, it is mad that. you're a professional sportsman, and you're basically living the life of a fucking 18-year-old student. You just roll out of bed, put your kit on, go down, have a play, come back to bed.
1: Did, did you see that picture <laughs> of Kawhi Leonard a couple of weeks ago the, when the NBA yeah. the started their bubble? And he was yeah. literally, socks and sandals, fucking pyjamas on, and he's just a bottle of water in hand, walk into a game. It's so, on mate, what a fucking legend. What an <laughs> Just legend. got out of bed. Absolute legend. What a lad. Do you, uh, and and oh, one? I was going to say as a brooms fan. Do you reckon yes. this is it for Tuca? I
0: think I think it'll be a no. I mean, he'll absolutely come back. He's too he's too good. He's t- he's too good, and he's too good on this team to to not come back. There's no way they're going to trade him. He'll be back. I think after I think his contract's up after this like sort of after next season. And I yeah. think they'll do, they'll just do like a Rene thing then. Well, it'll be like okay, it'll be like one year at four, one year at three, and you know it'll just be like, and then one season it'll just that'll be it. It'll be no good anymore, and then that'll be it. But I can't see him. I don't think they're going to try and sign him to you know if he wants a long term deal or something. It's just not going to happen.
1: Nah. But, I th- no, this won't be it. He'll absolutely be back. I think the interesting thing with Rask, especially, is like the the feeling I've always taken is he's not necessarily already always been. That popular anyway within like the wider no. Bruins fan base. So so this sort no. of thing isn't isn't going to damage his stock enough for the Bruins management management to to sort of change tact on him.
0: Yeah, I wonder if I wonder if he was sitting at home and his wife saying maybe he should come home, and his head just flashes back to all those fucking trade Tuca hashtags that run rampant every basically every three months, and he's like, you know what? Yeah, fuck these people. They don't give a shit about me.
1: I'll see you later. That's it. <laughs> I can't believe that Tugrul has seen Cam Neely's uh, phone background close enough. To... <laughs> those are, those are yeah, private texts between him and uh, Dom Sweeney. There you go. <laughs> yeah.
0: And then we had some more greatness uh, from the Bruins. The uh, the stupid side, sorry, the really stupid side of Jack Edwards, who we've discussed before. Oh Jesus Christ! Reared its head when. Andrey Svechnikov got tangled up with Chara and his leg buckled underneath him. And it looked gruesome as shit. I thought it was a... Okay, you're not going to see Svechnikov now for about a year. As he's probably torn his MCL, his ACL and fucking everything else on his leg. So everyone's obviously wishing him best wishes and blah, blah, blah. And then Jack Edwards then claimed it was karma. As Svechnikov was all over Chara behind the net. And it was his problem. It was his fault for kind of poking the bear. Two problems with this. One... Karma's not a real thing, Jack, I'm sorry to tell you that, but it isn't. And two, it wasn't Andrei Svechnikov who was all over Chara, it was Sebastian Aho. A real, real, real bad luck. And we've talked about Jack Edwards before, and that we kind of we should appreciate the kind of Homer commentators a bit more. And I'm I'm all for Homer commentators. I think you know, I think it's hilarious. Stuff like this, even if you preface it with Nobody wants to see a player get injured, but it's just a stupid way of saying I'm gonna say something stupid, but I might try and save face a little bit.
1: the The problem with this particular outburst from Edwards is, yeah, you know, he's had things like this before, like when uh, I think was it was it early this season when Roman Polak went headfirst into the boards and he said something like, yeah. it "Was that like the first game?" I think, yeah, yeah, something like that, wasn't it? Really early in the season, and he said something to the effect of, "Old oh, Carver's a bitch" or whatever. or that's that's hockey Carver or whatever it might be. And he's he's had other outbursts like that before. But they've always been in the broadcast, in the heat of the moment sort of thing. This yeah. comment about Svetlakov was after the fact on Twitter and in cold blood. So it's just a bit like, not that any of it's forgivable, but this is especially like, what, what the fuck's wrong with you? And I, 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 I do appreciate Edward's craft. Like you say, he's, he's a good home release, a good play-by-play announcer. Like he, you, I'd... If there's if there's a Bruins game on and they're not playing the Stars, I'll have the Bruins um, broadcast on just because it's interesting. Yeah, he's yeah, he's more very than good at job. Oh yeah, he absolutely. job, and and even with the homerisms, like it's it's entertaining, isn't it? Yeah, the, yeah, for sure. As as much as I don't agree with all of his views on the game and stuff and how it should be played, it's it's still more entertaining than probably most of the other broadcasts in the NHL. Yeah. But I suppose that's the the risk you take when you when you have someone who <laughs> who has the play-by-play equivalent of playing on the edge.
0: Of course, yeah. Jack Edwards is the kind of commentator for full of grit and jam. That's what it is. He's, he's, Tom, he's
1: Tom Wilson. He's the Tom Wilson of commentating. He, he absolutely is the Tom Wilson of commentating. So, whoever the Ryan Rees of commentating is, <laughs> needs to come in and, and spark him out, really. Yeah. <laughs> All right. just so you show. I just want to say on, on um, commentating... I, t- I don't want to say gaffes, but fuck it out. Did you see that... Um, that baseball commentator for the Cincinnati Reds. Oh, was this yesterday or the day before? I think it was yesterday,
0: yeah. Go on. Yeah, I saw something about it. But I should have clicked on it and I forgot to click on the what happened. Go on.
1: So, so they were starting the game, I think. Yeah, they must have been starting the game. And you know even in hockey, I think it's with almost any sport, you get like a, like a shot of the stadium or the city or whatever, and then you get, well, welcome back to Brewers Hockey or whatever it is. Or- oh, yeah, yeah. So his mic was hot just before he does that. So before he says, welcome back to Reds Baseball or whatever it was, he uses a homophobic slur. You are talking about, I think, saying that Cincinnati is the gay capital of the world, but uh, he didn't say gay. So he, was it an F-bomb? It was an F-bomb. It was an F-bomb. Fucking okay, scumbag. right. Okay. So he dropped that, and then later in later in the game, I think, he was doing an apology but he was doing his apology while calling the game. So the game was still going on. And he's halfway through making his you know, fucking half-assed apology where he's talking about how he's a Christian and all that fucking irrelevant shit. And then <laughs> and someone hits a home run, so he fucking stops to say, Oh, and there's a big dinger from fucking whoever. That's just such a surreal thing to see. Not only, like, effectively an apology in real time, not the day after in a press release or whatever. But he's also more concerned with fucking like someone scoring rather than apologising for making a slur. It's like the most fucked up thing I've ever seen.
0: There's a very funny show called Meyer, which is Hank Azaria, and, who famously is the voice of Vapu, or was the voice of Apu in The Simpsons, and did hmm. loads of other things, but he's been on loads of shows, and he pitched this show. This is kind of mad that it's done this. He pitched this show to this... TV network in America and said if you listen to baseball commentary as long as they tell you what's happening, they just seem to say whatever the hell they want. And I had all these examples of people just talking about you know, just weird irrelevant things like you know, the African elephant's ears are much, oh three and two there, there's a ball yeah, yeah, that's, that's a ball. Yeah, the African elephant is actually bigger than the Indian elephant. And you can tell because of the ears, <laughs> oh, oh he's a strikeout there. So on this show, he basically is doing stuff like this, but I mean, to like a really bad degree, and he's talking about his bitch of an ex-wife and how she's a whore and all this kind of thing. But as he's saying it, he's and he's like, and the fucking divorce lawyer came to me and said, "Oh, I'm going to take your fucking car." Oh, that's a three-in-one pitch right there down the middle. Yeah, it's called that's a called strike. That's a called strike. So I said to this divorce lawyer, "Fuck you!" And it's this kind of thing, and it's you know his whole life unravels. And but it, that's so true. It was that. It sounds like it was exactly that. All right, should we start the show. Yeah, we should. We should. Okay. So we'll start off with some sad news this week, as Dale Howarchuk, Winnipeg Jets legend, has passed away after a long battle with cancer. It was announced on Twitter this week by his son. And as all reports indicated, uh, an absolutely fantastic man. And 57 is an insanely young age. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, but bad times all around. So I just want to uh, pass on our best wishes to the Howarchuk family. A uh, hockey legend is, uh, is not with us anymore. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's always an. I don't know. It's always strange. Like, I think when sort of famous people pass away, you can tell the ones that were nice and the ones that were. I'm not going to say pieces of shit in real life, but, you know, people who just kind of rub people the wrong way. And you can always tell because if somebody dies who was never that nice or was a bit of an arsehole, it's just, oh, that's so sad. R.I.P. Whereas you could tell with this one, it was like. I can't believe he's passed. Here's a story about him where he's awesome. Or here's something he did that was really good. And it was, you know, like players and like players, commentators. I saw one from, it was like a buddy, a kit man or something like that from back in the day, just telling stories about how he was just, you know, like taking their own time to tell about stories about how he was a good dude and a great dad and, you know, did stuff for the team and loved the game. And I don't know, in a weird way, it was it was kind of nice to see that, it's, when somebody's passed like that, you you do still get those sort of moments of of brightness.
1: Yeah, you you get the genuine. The the stories is what it lies in, isn't it? You know, if if someone's worth talking about to to a sort of extended degree, then that really shows their character and the sort of impact they actually had on people, as opposed to the to the customary or R I P or whatever it is. And I mean, Del Harechuk's a. For, warranted or not as a player he's a massive part of of NHL history and NHL culture sort of thing you know, he, he's a he's a player that you and I have heard of and we never saw the, Winnipeg, the original Winnipeg Jets sort of thing yeah
0: that's true
1: and yeah you know, apart from say Timmy Zolani and Keith Kachalk I, I couldn't really name any other original Winnipeg Jets yeah you know, who had been there for a, for, a, uh, for an extended period of time so yeah, I think that's a testament to to his legacy as a player and, and as a human being, more importantly.
0: That's a really good point because if two goofballs from England have heard of you, <laughs> you must have been pretty fucking good. You must have been you alright. Know what I mean, you must have been alright. If if like, like you know, fucking a player from like the eighties who was fucking tearing it up, and, and we've heard of you, you must have been. You must have been doing something. You know, obviously, who's not named fucking Gretzky or Lemieux. You know, you must have been doing something right. And, uh, yeah. yeah, that's a really good point. That's a good point. Okay. Hmm. What do we go with? Let's start with this. Alain Vigneault had a... And I get why he's done this. He had an interesting comment after the after the Habs beat the Flyers 5-0 earlier in the week. Because the Habs sent out their top power play unit at 5-0. And Vigneault's complaining, saying it's not right, and I remember this, and blah, blah, blah. I don't understand what he's doing. He's trying to get his team fired up, and he's trying to get that kind of us against them mentality. How dare they do this? But man, sport is fucking soft, isn't it? Sometimes, like
1: real soft. And that's not even like the whole thing of yeah. You know, if you complain about people celebrating loans when it's fucking twelve nil up or whatever it is, fair enough. I understand the rationale for that. But no, no lead is safe. No lead is safe, and. And it's a loser situation because either you're 5-0 up and you send out your top power play unit and you're like, oh, how dare you send out your top power play unit, blah, 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 kicking us kicking over down or whatever. Or he sends out fucking Dale Weiss and fucking whoever. And then you're like, oh, disrespecting us by sending out your scrubs even though you're on the power play, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's fucking... You can't, you can't have it both ways, can you? I
0: just think, you know what? If you don't want their top power play unit being out of 5 nil. Maybe don't be fucking down five 0 you schmuck. How about that? And, like, and what, don't be getting rinsed to complain about getting rinsed even
1: more. And what if what if um, Julian hadn't put out that top five top power play unit? Was it Julian or was it? It would have been Kirk Muller, wouldn't it? No, coke Muller. Yeah. What if Muller hadn't put out their top power play unit? And then by some fucking miracle, the Flyers tie it up. You you played yourself. Only, it's just I, like these fucking, it's just like these, oh, sorry, go on, mate. I was, was going to say, it only takes a second to score a goal, Dad. So, <laughs> as, as, as a wise man once said, don't fucking let up and, until you're 100 nil up. Do you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> and even then, send out your top power play unit. <laughs> you, can oh, you can never be too careful. Never be too careful. Never be too careful. You can never be too careful. I know it's more because, that, did you see what happened in baseball this week?
1: What about the, like uh, uh, the Cincinnati Reddit? commentator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's very much like this. Oh, no. no. So uh, Didn't somebody score a home run when they were already winning or something like
0: that? Right. So the score the score was 10 oh. 3. So the base yep. is loaded and the pitch is like 3 0. And he, so then he has to throw a strike. So this batter knows that this pitch is going to go somewhere in the strike zone. So he just takes a massive swing, hits a grand slam. Hits a home run, so scores four runs to make it 14-3. And after the game, he's he's kind of been like, pilloried for it. What are you doing? This is disgraceful. This is disrespectful, blah, blah, blah. I'm just watching thinking, what are we doing? This guy's this guy gets paid to hit the ball out of the park. He hits the ball out of the park and basically gets a, gets a bollocking for it. And I was just thinking, man, fucking sports stars are so soft. Sports teams are so soft well, you made it 14-3, that's not fair.
1: And it's it's the same thing again. So, like, either he, he knocks it out of the park, which he did, and he gets chastised for that, or if he doesn't guarantee somebody at some point will say that, or does he really have that compete level? Do, does he have that commit? Like, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, oh, that's so true. That's so true. I love that. If, he, if he's not trying at this point, then how can you rely on him in the big games and this, that, and the other? It's... It's all just fucking nonsense, and and the whole idea of sports and like sports media in the modern age, it's just even if you whether you're making a hot take or not, it's just to have something to talk about. Yeah, you're right. And it's more of a conversation to say you shouldn't have hit that home run than to say, "Yep, he hit a home run. That was good." Like it produces more content to have that. Excuse me to have a conversation.
0: Good on him. If I'd have been his manager, I would have said good. If it was twenty-seven-three, I, I want him. to smack it out of the park. I don't care.
1: Well, if it was a hundred. that's what n- he's paid
0: to do. <laughs> well, that baseball team should have had their top power play unit out. That's what they should have done.
1: That's the that's the fucking thing, mate. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. And like at the end, it's it's a it's a personal thing as well, isn't it? Like especially with that home run c- compared to the power play, but like. I don't know who the player was. I know Jack all about baseball, but I'm sure him having more home runs is going to be good for him when it comes to contract negotiation, etc., etc. And if if he if he gives up, you know, if he doesn't try and scores, because the idea is to hit a home run every time you're at a bat, isn't it? Really? Yeah. If he doesn't try and hit a home run every time he's at a bat, you know, or in every time he's in one of those situations, say he's probably you give up X amount of attempts per year and x amount of home runs per year etc etc and it's going to affect your bottom line eventually
0: i know it's mad in it he might have a bonus or something attached to it if you if you hit over 100 rbis for the season you know you'll get a million dollar bonus or something and if he's on 98 he's thinking fucking hell i fucking left that pitch and didn't swing at it because it was you know 10-3 Cause <laughs> I just binged it as far as i could have done
1: because i was trying to be a nice guy
0: yeah, I'm trying to be a nice guy. Oh, don't hurt the other team's feelings. It's sports. It's war. <laughs> you should want to kill the other team. Uh, have you? Uh, have any pictures of Sad Connor emerged yet? Have we seen him? No. Have you seen anything?
1: I don't, I don't know what he's up to. No, I, I think he's... No, I'm devastated.
0: I was, I've been looking. I I only really thought the other day, oh, God, yeah, the Oilers are out. We need, like, where's the Sad Connor with a put-put course picture? We haven't got that this year's yet. He's really not want to see one.
1: He doesn't have, like, a, a an injury at the moment, does he? Well, at least nothing's come out that I've seen. Maybe he has to get injured first. So, yeah, well, he needs to be in, like, an arm sling and, I don't know, at, at a cinema or something. <laughs> 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 those... He's watching a sad movie. <laughs> Have, you ever Have you seen those... He's <laughs> <laughs> seen how they're doing um, gigs at the moment or outdoor concerts or whatever. Oh, outdoor those... oh, concerts. Oh, that looks amazing. Like, Why hasn't it that... been like that for years? That's so much better. Little bits of a scaffold. You want Connor sitting on his own in a little bit of scaffold with a broken arm. Looking for watching Radiohead, just feeling sad for himself.
0: (laughs) I was going to say he's at a James Blunt concert, (laughs) and he's sad because he's like his missus has dragged him there. (laughs) I love James Blunt; he's so thoughtful. Connor's
1: like, "God, he's he's sad because he's a big James Blunt fan, and the music's just hitting him, bringing up all those emotions." That's
0: true. Yeah, it's hitting Connor right in the feels. He's just such an artist. And James Blunt starts. James Blunt starts singing a Stanley Cup song because he's doing a gig in Canada.
1: And Connor's just <laughs> not again. <laughs> Poor. But but it feels like nobody's come out from the playing round. Anyone who's eliminated, no one's come out with. Oh yeah, fucking Austin Matthews had forty-five broken ribs. Like, yeah, Connor had a, a fucking punctured lung or whatever. Like I don't think we've not had that, have we? I heard. I heard one which oh. was last night... Na- well, it came
0: out last night, but I read it this morning, obviously. Go on. Which was the... Oh, this is going to lead us two ways. We'll go this way first, oh. which was... I think it was Christian Dvorak. Had a- I'm sure it was him, but one of the characters players was playing with a separated shoulder Ooh. in that whole series. And they did it because they did it in the National Series. Uh, okay. So then yeah, that- but like, you're right. That's the first
1: one I've seen. And that's different because that's the isn't and they've just been eliminated from the playoffs proper. I do not any seen... Eliminated in the playoff round, play-in round. Sorry, who who had any injuries? Maybe the. I was going to say something
0: else. God, I've got I've got three ways to go off this bloody point you just made. Well, I'll say this one quickly, but we haven't seen like that sort of like the high-profile players. I guess yeah, like Austin Matthews would be a good example, but you know, spotted out and about in downtown Toronto, Austin Matthews after being knocked out or. Because you do so, you do normally see those when, like, a star player leaves when the star player from like one of the big teams leaves the playoffs early because they get knocked out. You do then see pictures of them like doing something, and there's always because someone always wants to make a fucking joke on Twitter or summer, But I've not seen anything. Maybe I was thinking maybe they've not been out of the bubble yet. <laughs> maybe they've got to stay there the whole time, <laughs> just maybe. like
1: locked in their rooms. I doubt. I highly doubt it. <laughs> I, do, I wonder if it's just because we're not. We haven't got um, a lot of reporters around anymore. You might be right. Yeah, but they didn't all go to the bubble, did they? What do you mean? What, the reporters?
0: Yeah, like, some some reporters must still be out and about just doing their day-to-day. Yeah, they're not in the bubble with them, are they? There must be some still out and around doing stuff.
1: I mean, that's going to impact the, like, are we not getting exit interviews covered properly because reporters aren't around? Do you know what I mean? Like, where, say, normally... Yeah, the Leafs would have gotten knocked out in Toronto. But a bad bad example. Um, uh, Yeah, the Penguins would have gotten knocked out in Pittsburgh, let's say. And then they'd have gone back to Pittsburgh to do exit interviews, and that would have been covered by the media. Whereas even if they are doing exit interviews wherever they're doing them, the media aren't going to be allowed in for that, for social distancing reasons, are they?
0: You still think you would have seen, seen some X from a well-known team out and about doing something in the Oh Man yeah, that, that, that
1: side of it. I don't know, maybe. And
0: I've not seen any. I've not seen any.
1: I haven't seen the customary yeah, Austin Matthews in a pink t-shirt walking around Toronto and saying, oh look at him, he's wearing a fucking pink t-shirt and he's he's not on, in the gym. <laughs> he's not on the fucking ice. How dare why is he? you?
0: Not, you know, why is he not working on
1: his pre-pre-pre-season already? <laughs> Lazy son of a bitch! What a piece of shit! <laughs> why is he not? Why is he not Sidney Crosby's Fight Club? <laughs> Look at him! Look at him walking
0: around like he's not been knocked out of the playoffs. Look at the way he walks. That's, the, that's a. That's a. That's a. Oh, what's
1: the word? That's a quitter's walk. I that's what a, that is. That's great, it's not a now. <laughs> he hasn't. He's. Why, why isn't he at home? Uh, looking at the Wikipedia page for how to win. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Which one, then? Oh, go on. Oh, go on. What oh, no, you go? What well, was going to say? The, the one thing that. I think that's come out, is, did you see um the the stuff about the Penguins and Justin Schultz? No, maybe, but go on. It was a, an athletic article. I think it was Josh Yowie or, or Rob Rossi, one, one of those two. Um, and there's someone inside the Penguins organization talking about oh, what they think was the problem of the year, and uh, specifically saying, oh, we don't think Jack Johnson was the issue. <laughs> Oh. So we think, we I saw think, those quotes
0: from I saw those quotes from um, Rutherford, was it, was it talking R- about Jack Johnson. But there was somebody else
1: saying that the organisation was really unhappy with Justin Schultz. Said, like, all year they thought that he wasn't trying hard enough, like, definitely not in the bubble, he wasn't committed, X, Y, and Z, which to me is fucking lunacy. If you've had problems with the skis all year, why didn't you try and shift him? Because there would have been a market for, for Justin Schultz, for fuck's sakes. And B, how can you, in one hand, say, really happy with Jack Johnson, we think it's quite a long more left to give. And then on the other side, say, fuck Justin Johnson, he's fucking useless.
0: I think there's probably more problems with the Penguins than we first realised. There was a a quote about Jack Johnson from Jim Rutherford that was basically along the lines of, okay, maybe he's not as good as I think he is. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, (laughs) but if we put him with the right person, I think he could be a really good third pairing D man. So for this guy to work out for your team, he's got to be on the third pair, and you've got to find the right player to play with him. Maybe that, would, maybe the other team, maybe the other D men are not the problem there, Jim. <laughs>
1: Jack Johnson was terrible this year, and it's all Justin Johnson's fault. If we could have only had the right
0: partner, Jack Johnson would have been amazing on the third pair. Right, that's fucking better
1: than isn't
0: that mad? Isn't that
1: that, that to me just says like the the penguins are already going downhill from now on. Like, R- Rutherford's finally fucking lost it.
0: Yeah, this is this is truly it. You know, we've been making the jokes about old man JR for years, but I think his age has finally caught up to him with Who, comments like that.
1: Who'd have thought that one year on from signing Jack Johnson and uh, uh, Brandon Tanev, he's he's gone <laughs> even more senile. Who could have possibly seen that coming? Who could have guessed? Who could have guessed? So you mentioned about,
0: you know, sort of not hearing about players being injured and things like that. Mm. The NBA has changed the way it's reporting injuries and it's not, you're yes. not allowed now to say, basically, unfit to play. You now have to disclose what it is. And it's because of because of gambling, which I think is really, really interesting. With the NHL heading towards that way, and I know that... Um, Ted Leontis of the Cap said that he wanted to basically turn their arena into a 24-hour, you know, you can come here anytime, gamble whenever you want, you know, sports from all over the world and all the different TVs, you know, they want to try and get Premier League games in there and all kinds of stuff. And it's like, you've got to now find a nice little balance. And there was discussion, I didn't comment on anything, but there was a good discussion on Twitter about why teams would and wouldn't want interest to be disclosed. I've said to you before, I can see both sides. Why should you disclose injuries? Because who gives a shit? Lower body, unfit to play. Like, you know, the fucking... The Svechnikov one was hilarious. You know, I mean... <laughs> well, he's got a lower body injury. Like, just say his leg's fucked. Like, <laughs> clearly Char has fucked his leg. I mean, that's the... We know that's the issue. It's not a lower body injury. He hasn't hurt his hip or, like, you know, taken a fucking <laughs> the ball. Stop completely. this time. his knee or his ankle is fucked. Just say that. But... I can also understand there are certain players on the ice, like a Mr. T. Wilson of Washington, that if you know, oh, well, this guy, well, like take um, take the play, like I say, I think it was Christian Dvorak. You know, this player's got a separated shoulder. Tom Wilson's sitting there going, "Has he really?" Interesting. <laughs> you know, first like first shift, straight to the shoulder. So I get it, but then and it I- just led me to just. I, I was just gonna. I was just thinking. The, the, the solution is, if you're injured, how about you just don't play? How about that? <laughs> <laughs> do you
1: know
0: what I mean? Like, how, how about if you've got a separated shoulder, that's it. You're done. Sorry, you can't play. You fucking separated your shoulder. How about you take some time off?
1: It's it's a combination of that. And if you do get a point of you know, players like Wilson or Reeves or whoever it might be targeting injured players, injured areas, or previously injured players areas where they've injured that's where you need an actual player safety department to step oh up God. and say look you are clearly tra- targeting an area of a player's body that has been injured um, so you're, you're getting punished for it which yes that is a potentially a risky rabbit hole to go, ha- to go down but I think if it's really going to be as egregious as the fear is then yeah you should be obvious to, to the naked eye sort of thing. I think yeah, if you're if you're deliberately targeting a body part rather than just trying to be physical on a player then yeah that'll be that'll be plain to see, wouldn't it? You see the
0: problem there, Will, as every time we discuss department of player safety <laughs> we try and put common sense and smarts into the discussion. Do you not just think We always pick on Tom Wilson and Ryan Reeves, don't we? Do you not just think, though, if Tom Wilson or Ryan Reeves target somebody's shoulder, that player safety are going to say, ah, that was targeting, that's 10 games. No, they're going to say, well, as you can see here, from the um, perplexing angle C, the actual point of contact was the hand, uh, not the opposite shoulder. So therefore, we think it's only one game. No, they wouldn't. Because Department of play Safety are fucking useless.
1: Have we, have we said many times before? For, for a department so, yeah. that has done nothing about Pierre-Luc Dubois <laughs> and Andrew Mangiapane. Oh, just fuck me! Just fucking chopping in... wood. <laughs> fucking Dubois, twice in the same game.
0: In the same game. Mate, just that, fucking annihilate. That like, cross-check absolutely. control is just offensive. Uh, dude. And then literally just throws an elbow right in Braden Point's face. I mean, what the fuck? You know, and just nothing. Nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen.
1: Kids are fucking liability, and and the only reason <laughs> they're looking into Matt Niskanen is because it was directly to the face and it drew blood. You cannot tell me that what Niskanen did to uh, to Brendan Gallagher last night was particularly more dangerous than what Dubois did to to Kucherov.
0: Mate, that Kucherov one is fucking. It's
1: fucking it's scary, scary, man. man. And all Fushing these fucking knuckle draggers out here saying, "Oh, well, you shouldn't be bent over in front of the balls." Like, fucking fuck off! Fuck the fuck off! Oh, no, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't lace them up if you don't want to risk having your neck broken. So fucking get the fuck out of there, mate! Get the fuck <laughs> That's out of there!
0: So true. <laughs> are, you, are you even in an NHL player if you're not going to risk paralysis? Are you really? Not five. So,
1: i I think it's a reasonable. Expectation to have to to, whenever you step on the ice, keep your head on a swivel, Uh, damn. Yeah, keep your head up. Don't look at the puck. Don't ever look at the puck, not even for a second, because someone will come up behind you and fucking execute you because that's what you deserve. You fucking. And especially don't look at the puck if
0: you're near a hard surface. Don't look at the puck then either, because that hard surface can then be
1: used as a weapon against you, and that's your fault. Absolutely, absolutely. Don't don't turn your back to any player on the ice, no matter where they are. I want in in my ideal world, everybody's got their back to the boards at all time, facing inwards, looking up, with like their head in like a brace, so you can't actually look down. Hey, 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 got, yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, and then yeah, you just got to sort of play with your peripheral vision. Fucking
0: mental, isn't it? It's mental. It's but anyway. Getting back to the original point, because we do like to slag off a and and play safety every six months or so when this is, that turned so good. If the NHL want to get into serious gambling and to make some serious money off it, you're going to have to start disclosing injuries because it's going to make a difference. You can't be having... You can't be having people betting on games when they don't even know who the fucking starting goalies are because it's just, like, it's ridiculous. You know, how many times of How many times has a beat writer been sat in, I don't know, fucking Columbus or something... And it's like, Torch, are you going with tonight? And Torch is like, Well, we'll see after the warm up skate. For fuck's sake. Does it make <laughs> and, any fucking difference, really?
1: And not Does no it make any... a difference
0: to a team, right? Well, if I said to you, Okay, goalie A is gonna be in goal tonight, or goalie B, are you then gonna are you then gonna think, shit, if goal A is in goals, maybe I won't try and score goals tonight. Maybe I'll try and do something differently. No,
1: it doesn't fucking matter who the goalie is. I was I was gonna <laughs> like scratch my uh, my top score. goal scorer. But now that you yeah. say that goalie A is in net, I better, better put him in. Yeah, exactly. It's fucking it's insane. Fucking
0: Who's in goal tonight? Tukarask. Karask. Oh, forget it. I'm not going to play any of my team I'm just going to put What's the kids th- out. Fuck it. What's the fucking Who's in net? Halak Oh, brilliant. Get them all back out there. All the A game back out. It's so,
1: so stupid. It's not even the goalie. like you get fucking injured players taking warm up. I know, uh, it's so true. I mean, we it's, so it's a game time decision. Which means a game time decision. <laughs> No, it's it's not. like fucking. It's like um, it's like fucking Matty
0: Kachuk, isn't it? Like people don't, like Sean Shapiro said today on Twitter. Like, I don't even know if he's been skating or not. I mean, that's insane. Is he playing? Game time. Game three. Game time. Game four. it's game time? Game five. Well, he might. Game six. He's, I mean, he might
1: play. What the fuck are we he doing? He's got a broken leg, but we're hoping in the next three hours that's going to sort of sort itself out, and, and he might be alright.
0: It's just mad. It's just mad. But it's true, if the NHL want to start making serious money off gambling and everything, they're going to have to change it. The money you can make from gambling is is insane. I mean, you can gamble
1: on everything. If, if there's two things I don't want to ever fucking hear about ever again, it's the NHL being, being you know, starting being open to gambling and fucking yeah. punk-tracking technology. Like, what, what we've been talking about for fucking 45 years now just I don't care. I don't care anymore. Either just let it happen and people can bet on it if they want. Let p- puck and player tracking happen, cool. Stop fucking jawing about it and say, Oh yeah, oh, if if we if we get into this we will gonna have to do X, Y, and Z fucking shit'll get off the pot, what's the fucking hold up? It's been such a such a fucking conversation for so long. Like oh, when's when's gambling gonna come to the NHL? When are we gonna get fucking player tracking? And fucking dickles happened.
0: All they've got to do is go to the players and say, you're going to get a cut of every single player in the league is going to get some kind of percentage cut of all betting and all that kind of thing. We're going to fuck off escrow, so you don't have to do that anymore. It's all going to come from gambling. But you've got to put out there what your injury is. Because they do it in the NFL. The NFL is like you can't just say lower body injury. You have to say it's left knee, it's you know, it's right shin, it's right big toe on left foot. It's like fucking all you know, you have to get into specifics. And players have to be listed as like doubtful, questionable, probable. You can't just say, well that's a game time decision. Cause they'll punish you for doing that. You know, they'll like you'll get fined and draft picks taken off you if you keep doing it and all that kind of thing. Yeah. So if they say to players, you know what, let's fuck off escrow, let's do this, let's do that, you'll all benefit financially the cap can go up to like hundred million, but if it does, you're gonna to have to forget about the injury thing. They'll they'll do it. They don't wanna care, are they? They care about the bottom line.
1: Do do the NFL players get a cut of gambling
0: money then? I don't know if they do or not. To be honest, maybe they don't. Maybe as they, as do. I maybe they don't. I don't know. But their deals are so good, aren't they? That you know, like the TV yeah. deals and stuff are so massive, it doesn't really matter. But I'm thinking for the NHL. I mean, you not know, the fucking like we said, like Vegas and Seattle. Where's that 1.2 bill or that $1.1 billion gone? Where is it? What have they done with it? Straight like, up, Gary's <laughs> fucking honker. Fucking Gaz and Bill go off on their summer vacation with plenty of young ladies from the Ukraine. Like, that's where it's gone, probably, but... after the fucking... That's the thing, episode you know, the, the NHL could say, the NHL could, because they, this is the kind of thing they would do, is, like, they could take a percentage of all the bets made in all, you know, against all teams, or something like that, I don't know, but they could do it. Of course they could, because they're
1: shady. <laughs> aren't they? But then then surely, um, so say Paddy Power, yeah, or or any any betting company, you don't have to pay money to the leagues that you're betting on, do you? You don't have to pay like a license to bet on those leagues, do you? I don't think so, no. Not as far as I know. So why would, say, yeah, say Paddy Power, start doing NHL betting or fucking, I I think I've got William Hill over there, say William Hill, start saying, yeah, you can bet on the NHL now. They're not going to owe the NHL
0: a penny. So, no. But what I'm saying is the NHL. I'm sure would try and swindle it in a way that they
1: did. But they're but the what I'm saying is they can their they fucking like any any reasonable experienced betting companies going to say no fuck off we don't have to pay you so we fucking won't.
0: Uh, yeah, but uh, hang on though, the NHL could then come because it's like dragon's den now. The NHL could then come back and say, "Tell you what, how about we? How about you? We'll give you exclusivity, but."
1: Yeah, yeah, will
0: yeah. get like 10% of all your... It's only 10%. You're still getting 90% of all bets. Yes, yeah, true. Why wouldn't you take that? Because the company behind you would be like, fucking yeah, I'll take that.
1: And and I suppose there's no incentive for the NHL to disclose injury information or, or any extra statistics that they might want to disclose yeah. if they're not going, okay, okay, all right. I'll give you that.
0: Because I think, I might be wrong, but I, I think for us for a gambling sport... Hockey would only be second to footy. I don't... I mean, I can't think of a... I know you can gamble on other things like... you know. I know you can gamble on NFL and baseball and basketball and all that kind of thing. But I think there are too many variables in hockey that you could gamble on, like footy. I mean, in footy, you can fucking gamble on throw-ins and corners and red cards and everything. And I think you could do the same in hockey, like in-play betting especially. Oh, it's a power play. Right, shit, I better put $10 on Crosby to score now. Like if you've got in-play betting in hockey, oh my god!
1: If, if you can condition, billions. You can condition a betting fan base to to go for it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because that, that's always the um, the knock against hockey as a, as a gambling sport. There's that just the the sort of cultish obsession with the idea that hockey's the most random sport around, and you can't couldn't possibly predict what was going to happen at any moment at all. But you're you're telling me you have got Patrice Bergeron going up for a face off against fucking, like fucking Alex Texier or fucking whoever. Like you're not going to bet on Bergeron to win that face off. Yeah. How many face
0: offs is Bergeron going to win today? Mm-hmm. How many penalties is Tom Wilson going to take? Even even how
1: like many the, how many goals are there? Who's yeah. a goal to get pulled? It's mad. Like <laughs> yeah. But how many how many um yeah whatever is there going to be a fight? Think about
0: this. Everything there's a stat for. Everything that guys like Micah and Jason Paul and everyone like that, everyone anything that they track, that's gambling opportunity. How many stats do
1: those who's, guys track? All the stats guys, not just those obviously, like all the stats guys. Who's who's going to have the highest GSVA for? Who's who's having the highest game score for for the fucking game? Yeah. Oh man! I mean? And that's and that's just games,
0: individual games. That's not even including things like multiples, like you know, like accumulators and. How many goals are going to be scored today across the league? How many penalties will there be today cool. across the league? We're just talking like individual games. There's also the fact that you can gamble on the league as a whole that day. There's like so many. And degenerate gamblers are degenerate gamblers. Degenerate gamblers will gamble on fucking, I don't know, ping pong from Indonesia. Because like they just they need that rush of gambling. So mm. you put cocky into it,
1: yeah, of they'll gamble on it. It's especially with a sport that's played seven days a week at the height of the season. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's not. It's not like footy where you've got like three game days a week or whatever it is. No, you've got fucking all the fucking time. That's why it needs to take off over here and tap into all of our our national betting problem. It's still mad,
0: isn't it? That like we just have gambling advertisements in between TV shows and
1: it's just like, yeah, come gamble with us. It's awesome. i well, see so more adverts it's telling what? me not to gamble than to fucking wear a seatbelt in my car.
0: You don't get any adverts around it about wearing a mask for coronavirus but you get at least <laughs> two adverts every single break for gambling websites or gambling companies. And I'm not even joking, people. That is the honest truth. <laughs> but they're,
1: mad. If, if you watch a free game, if you watch a fucking free game, <laughs> you get your first, your first ad break after after half time. Yeah. You get you get Ray Winston taking you into the ad break with oh, bet three six five, and and then you get an advert saying, "Boy, don't drink too much, be careful, drink aware." Then you get an advert saying, "When the fun stops, stop." Then you get an advert for beer, and then you get another advert for gambling, and <laughs> you get back into the game. It's true, it's so true. Gamble, don't gamble, don't drink. But if you drink, drink this. And if you gamble, gamble with us. Now enjoy the game.
0: <laughs> and you know what's amazing as well? You always get an advert for a car as well. It's like, it's always, gamble, drink this beer, drive this car. <laughs> but first... <laughs> Those two things together, people. Have Those are bad ideas. Have a pizza and enjoy the big game. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't tell people enough who don't live in this country the insanity of gambling adverts, what they're like. You have... You have adverts in this country where it shows people going out on dates, putting a cheeky gamble on. Before they go on a date, people sat in a taxi on the way to somewhere gambling. They make it out to be some kind of futuristic, like the Bet365 ones are hilarious. It's like some futuristic utopia where everyone gambles and, oh, you can win this at the touch of a button. it's
1: It's insane. It's insane what they do. You can be like Neo mixed with Rain Man because I've got a 12-1 on Chelsea to beat Man United at the weekend. <laughs> 10 pound free bet. And the, the pro gambling and the anti-gambling are uh, exactly the same. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because you've got a pro one where it's like, oh, yeah, you're on the way to a date, you're having a bet. Or you've got an anti-one, he's on, to, on the way to a date, having a bet. Like, <laughs> it's just fucking...
0: <laughs> yeah, but it's more like, it's more like the anti-ones are just... He's on his way to his date. He's having a bet. Oh look, he's one hundred pounds. But be careful, and that's it. <laughs> no,
1: it's just you've, at the end. Be had, careful. That's it. You've had your
0: fun. Yeah, you've had your fun. Now stop. Calm down. <laughs> that's all they do.
1: The, maybe the anti gambling bets are actually from funded by gambling companies who don't want you to take they too be. much money. They must be so. I'm like, don't don't bet too much because if you're on a hot streak, well, we want to keep that money.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, dear. All right. <laughs> we're on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. and being played while revising for my A-levels so I can get an A-star. Oh, sorry. No, it's, it's an F. Oh, no, sorry. It's an A-star. It is an A-star. Okay, cool. And if you could leave a five-star review on iTunes or a review where you listen, that would be lovely. And as always, we're brought to you and sponsored by the fine folks at Wave Intel. When Jason Paul and his team of statisticians are not cleaning pen off the back of the couch, they are producing amazing charts and graphs, uh, including a new one, which is the uh, the entry and exit zone chart, which was actually Ooh. really cool. And that's it was uh, I don't know if you've seen it or not, but yeah, it was fantastic. work. you should definitely uh, definitely take a look at it because it's uh, it's pretty fascinating. Love a love a good bit of zone entry data. A little, little oh, yeah. micro stat for me for me there, Danny boy. Uh, Wave Intel online and on Twitter. Being smart, so you don't have to. Let's go with, all right, Andrew Raycroft had a, had a tweet this week <laughs> that made me really think, and I saw some discourse on this, and as usual, things got heated, as they all want to do online, because nobody can come punch you in the face for being a dick. But if you're building a team, and as this kind of leads, is, uh, we were talking about Magic Beans players the other week, and I'm going to mention two bona fide Magic Beans players. If you're building a team, and you get to have one or the other Are you taking McDavid, or are you taking McKinnon?
1: It's it's that age-old question of, are you you building a team for one season, are you building the team long term, and do you have their contracts as well?
0: To make it easier for you, because you have to be a fucking dick about this kind of thing. Right. (laughs) (laughs) You get them both, seven years, let's say, what would be a good 11 million? To make it not so like okay, you only getting for nine months. So, so Let's say it, seven years. Yeah, what, seven years, right. eleven million per. For so for each player,
1: you you, do you take McDavid every day of the week? McKinnon is fantastic. So, so wrong. You're so wrong. What do you mean? You're so wrong. So are you are you saying that the same value contractually? Yeah. Yeah. You're taking McKinnon over McDavid. Absolutely. I am. Are you fucking off your tits? No, mate, I'm not. When the when the fun stops, stop Dad. and you're. <laughs> I love I love how I love how you pref- preface this <laughs> with it gets out of hand on the internet because no one can come and punch you in the face for it and then say something that deserves getting punched in the face. <laughs> I don't think it does. Fucking explain yourself then. In what world is is Conor McDavid not the best player on the planet?
0: Alright, this is gonna cause some this is gonna get me some mm-hmm. even in more trouble now with you. Right. I'm not saying that McDavid's not the best
1: player on the planet. <laughs> I think he is. Right, Yo, it. I love, I love how fucking dumb you are. Like, what, what? are you even saying? What are you? My wife would, my wife would agree with that statement completely.
0: I think because McKinnon plays differently, and because of his, I'm gonna, uh, I hate myself saying this, and I do apologise, but because of his size and his aggressiveness,
1: I would take Nathan McKinnon. Hold on. while we're talking about Nathan McKinnon and just while I vamp while I get some statistic up did you see that um, cool. that Avalanche Instagram uh, caption oh they 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 did something it was like Mac attack is back or something and they capitalised all the K's so it's a KKK oh son, like, mate come on you fucking idiots i okay. you not see that? All right. Fuck's sake. All right. You like, you like McKinnon's size, do you? Go on. That's what you said. That's what you said. Any, any guesses? Have we got guesses on their actual sizes? Are you are you
0: going heights or weights? Uh, I am going both. I'm going both. Okay. I'm not going to guess. I'll let you just hit me with it in the face. Go on.
1: So, Nate McKinnon is six foot and 205 pounds. Yeah. Uh, and Conor McDavid is listed six uh, one, and £195. Says so there's like £10 in
0: it. It's, there is uh, no way. There is no way McDavid is £195.
1: There's no fucking
0: it, way. It, I, That's wrestling statistics, that is. <laughs> Andre Guy foot two. He wasn't. He's like
1: 6'7". <laughs> 7'2 and £1,000. Yeah, he wasn't. Sorry. I, I just don't think they don't even play that different a style. Like, they're both speedsters, really, with good hands. Nate McKinnon isn't fucking the second coming of Eric Lindros. Just watching him play, like, these past few weeks, mate, he's fucking frightening. Like, he's he is, he's, he's frightening. very, very good. He's very good, but it's, it's not like you see McDavid muscled off the puck regularly.
0: I want to clarify. Just, I'm not saying, like, obviously McDavid, I'm not saying McDavid's a fucking scrub. But if, if you, know, you, you give me the option today, I am taking Nathan McKinnon. I just... That's fucking... That's recent You know what, maybe, maybe it's a...
1: That's, that's not you taking... Is, is it not a
0: thing of like... Is it not a thing where we're just preconditioned to just say, yeah, McDavid's the best player in the world? And we're just conditioned to say that, even if sometimes... Ta- you made the joke two weeks ago. He's not even the best player on his team. <laughs> Well, like, yeah, that
1: was a joke, wasn't it? I'm not saying I'd take... I'm not saying I'd take... <laughs> I'm saying I'd oh, take... thank you. I'm I'm my fucking saying... shitty memory has finally come through in the clutch. <laughs> I'm not saying I'd take Leon Draisaitl over McDavid to start fucking teamwork.
0: <laughs> if you give me 100 choices, if you give me 100 yeah. days, I'm taking McKinnon 100 times. I probably wouldn't. But on the balance of it, I think in the end I'd probably take McKinnon more than McDavid. I really do.
1: Base, so based off of your what seems to be your logic, would you take McDavid or Philip Deneau?
0: And you're gonna do this. <laughs> we just can't have a reasoned
1: discussion, can we?
0: You just have to
1: devolve into
0: <laughs> Are you taking McDavid? Or are you taking Ross Johnston? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean Ross Johnston's still in the playoffs. Uh it's true. I wouldn't say let Jake Henson Let's do. not
0: put Luke Glenn Denning into this, so we're gonna hit the fucking oh, two button bingo, that's aren't we? Fucking, that's... That's
1: a no-brainer. Like it? Yes,
0: yeah, no. It's to sorry.
1: be fair, that's never no, a no discussion, is it? No, that'd be that'd be ridiculous. I don't. don't, I well,
0: don't... okay. Let me flip. The, let me flip this back on to you before I come across this fucking table at you. God. Right.
1: <laughs> it's a good thing we don't do this in person.
0: It is true, actually. We would, yeah, there've been at least three or four fistfights by now. Mate, right. uh, maybe maybe like a
1: slap or two.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I just i like I'll throw something at you like a bottle of water or something. Fuck off! It had gone nasty. It would have got a nasty. It would have got nasty at some point. The way you're talking about it, it's an insane take to even consider Nathan McKinnon. Like to even the very notion that Nathan <laughs> McKinnon is that close to McDavid is to you hilarious. Like,
1: like, like McKinnon plays a different sport. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'd rather have Alley than Connor McDavid, personally. Yeah, I'd you know, I'd rather take Raniel Sullivan
1: than, just... than Connor McDavid, to be honest.
0: <laughs> I, I'm Mankind. I'm that. They're super close. They're super close. Yeah. They're super, and they're both unreal. I just, I just think, Are we just locked into this, like, Conor McDavid's the best player, that's it.
1: Now nah, I, I think that's almost going, going the other way with it. Do you know what I mean? Like, being so desensitised to how good he is that you start questioning how good he is. Because he, he's a fucking cheat code. McKinnon is really, 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 really good. But... Conor McDavid's unstoppable. Well, no. To be fair, the only people that can stop him are other employees of the Edmonton Oilers. But when it comes to being on the ice, <laughs>
0: stopped by his own team all the time.
1: Does he <laughs> stopped by his own fucking management? He's he's fucking unrealistic. Like he is a cheat code. Do you
0: know what? You do make a really good point in that you've got to look at what's around them, and I'm not just talking about on their line or even the next line. I I, I was I was listening to. Um, uh, the overdrive show the other day, and they were just talking about, like, they were basically crying, talking about how good Nazem Khadri is playing for the Avs. <laughs> just kind of, it's just, you know, like, what the fuck did we expect? Of course he's going to go there and be fucking amazing. Like, why wouldn't he be? It's very so you play. must think, like, when McDavid's line, if McDavid and DryStyler are on the, playing on the same line, they obviously come off the ice, and the the team thinks, oh, thank God. Oh, phew, all right. We've got a good sort of, you know, two or three minutes here before those come back on. Like McKinnon's line comes off, and then like on comes Cadre's line, and then the next line, and they're just like, "Oh my god, we never get a break! Like there's no time for us to kind of chill or relax." And it could be that,
1: absolutely, and, and especially where so this season best exemplifies it. McKinnon, whenever when everyone's healthy and that, you've got McKinnon, Landeskog, and but but David's been playing fucking Zach Cassian and whoever fucking Andreas see you, like. James Neal, whoever it is, Alex Jason, like not that yeah you know, your your worth as an individual is defined by your line mates, but it definitely does impact your perception and, and how good a season you are sort of thing, doesn't it?
0: I do yeah, I do wonder yeah. if it's that kind of fuck, if the Oilers could have just had like a couple of runs, like in the <laughs> in the past however long he's been yeah. Fucking five years, whatever it is. <sighs> I know. Maybe we'd maybe appreciate him a little bit more. Like you say, I guess, you know what it is? I guess it's maybe me with Crosby. And I've just been banging his drum for years and years. Like, you do not understand how good he is. You do not appreciate how good he is. He does so many fucking things that are ridiculous. So easy. We just go, oh, yeah, he's fucking batted another puck out of the air. Like, he does it all the time. Who gives a shit? It's like, do you understand what he's doing here? You know, like, his fucking, and like, all, all Crosby's big brain plays. And I've got like I'll have the audacity to suggest he could be sort of the fourth or fifth best player ever, and it's just like, oh my god, you've forgotten about Guy Leblanc. and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, I didn't. I just, you know, it's just this kind of we're living in it now, and we're just not, we don't see it.
1: That's the thing, isn't it?
0: And that's why I take, uh, that's why I take Nathan. <laughs> it's
1: <laughs> anyway, it's reasonable. Conor <laughs> McDavid doesn't beat in the uh, abs, uh the the Coyotes seven one in back to back games, does he? Yeah. All right, go on. Let's talk. We'll talk about that Coyotes quickly.
0: Are you looking forward to their new rebuild?
1: <laughs> to really good, isn't it? Fuck. <laughs> <sighs> ah, oh, mate. It's hard, isn't it? It's hard. They're, they're a bit like Nashville Light, really, aren't they? Yeah,
0: we said that a few weeks ago, didn't they?
1: I thought I did, didn't we? There's nothing. They are. They're all, they're all perfectly good players. But there's just something about them that isn't 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 quite clicking. They're, they will be interesting to see what happens, though, especially with this big shaker sized hole that's fucking missing.
0: Dude, fucking Taylor Hall. Like, he was on the third line last night.
1: Mate, that's, that's crazy. That's. Mad. Isn't that mad? How is Actually, let's have a quick. I, I, get, I get the idea of. I, I kind of understand moving Taylor Hall around versus anyone else because he's the newest guy in, really, isn't he? So. He's not necessarily. Yeah, quite, I suppose. I mean, it's been a while, though. <laughs> if you haven't established. Um, what's the word? Chemistry with other like people a by then. Like, fucking yeah. hell. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be gonna be even more
0: dark days in um, in Arizona, I think. Yeah, see, he was fine. Twenty-seven points in thirty in thirty-five games, six points in nine games in the playoffs. Not bad, that's really. Isn't
1: nothing, that. That. nothing nothing wrong with nothing that, at wrong that at all. That's enough to get you, wonder, get you get run out of isn't though. Yeah, <laughs> that's true.
0: I just, I just like. I wonder what he's going to get paid. I wonder where he's going to end up. And I wonder if he's going to bounce back. God, I say bounce back. He's going to end up putting up good numbers, but on a good team. And people are going to say, I can't believe Team X got Taylor Hall for this much. Why did no one else get Well, I can't
1: believe it. That's the thing. The people in the know are still saying that this year, um, the big players are still going to get paid. It'll be like the middle class to get squeezed out.
0: Yeah, you're gonna to have top players and then yeah, the middle class is done and then it's like, you know, a bunch of eight hundred grand. It, players.
1: it Keeps making me think of do you remember that year Cody Franson was a free agent? And there was oh, yeah. there's all that talk of like I was gonna get like four years and twenty million dollars or whatever it might be and then he ends up on a fucking PTO. Like that's that's what it's gonna be like, but on a mass scale. You're gonna have everybody who's like oh, I can't I can't even think of anyone particularly who's gonna be a free agent this year but you know like your Craig Smiths your fucking Blake Cobos like you you're not going to have any Jay Beagle deals or Antoine Roussel deals yeah. they're going to be on fucking PTOs and league minimum so yeah I, I can I still think that Taylor Hall's probably going to get like 8 or 9 million dollars especially as like he is that good that a team who needs him is going to be willing to pony, pony up that money Because there will still be, we're still going to play eighty-two games next year. Like you're still going to need Taylor Hall. You're not going to get any team that's like, oh, we're struggling a bit financially because of COVID. Let's throw in the towel and go into a rebuild.
0: I'm just wondering if Taylor Hall's got that stink on him
1: now. Again, was a as a loser going to be kind of yeah?
0: He's got that kind of loser tag that teams are going to just going to be shied off him.
1: I I don't. I think if he'd been with. A team that wasn't the Coyotes, so there's a chance that could have happened. But I think, I think a lot of people see if you have a bad year in Arizona, that's not surprising. Do you know what? If they hadn't just conceded four
0: goals in two games, I might have I might have gone with that. But we've just, as we've just discussed, the recency bias of that. What did Taylor Hall do in Arizona again? Oh yeah, he was fucking awful, wasn't he? No, he wasn't. If you look at the numbers, he was very good. He was very good. On a what looks like you know, a distinctly average team,
1: but but there I just f-
0: wonder if that's going to be you know, he was looking at thinking oh, I'm going to get you know I'm, I'm going to get eight by nine here or seven by nine, and, it, and it's going to be like well we'll give you six by six. How about that?
1: No, nah, <laughs> I I still reckon he'll get he'll get seven by 9 like, I reckon he'll get seven by nine or well, nine by seven. Sorry,
0: it is interesting. So. There's, a, there's actually a few teams that are coming out that are coming up that have actually got. You know, we've talked about teams in the past that have sort of no move, no room to move at all. Arizona being one of them, but there's, there are a few teams that have got plenty of spare space to fit him in. Mm. And I'm still convinced. I'm still convinced he ends up on the Abs on a decent-ish deal, as a, with a chance to win because he wants to win now. More. he's made enough money, it, you know.
1: So that depends on on how low Hall's willing to go. And how far in the future Sackage is thinking.
0: He's only 28.
1: You know. No, I'm not, I'm not thinking. Got at least the good I'll I, see what you mean. I right. mean like because cause they're going to have to re-sign some fucking players. Yeah, true. They are going to have to God, they're all the way down there. They've managed to cap really well thus far. But you're going to have to re-sign McKinnon after well, Landerskog after next season. And that's going to be a McKinnon two price. seasons for that two seasons after that, yeah, which would be in the duration of a Taylor Hall deal, say. you can have to do uh, Andre Burakovsky after this year. He's going to want a bit of money if you want to keep him around. Nikita Sadarov after this year, he's a decent enough player. He's been playing a lot of minutes for them. You can to do Kel McCarr at the end of next year. Yeah, Sandra Rod's extension kicks in after this year. And then even, even beyond that, looking really further in the in the future sort of thing. You're gonna have players like Connor Timmins Byron coming up,
0: but at this point though, like,
1: It doesn't matter. They're they're gonna have to they're gonna have to resign people because what? McKinnon's gonna come in at twelve, thirteen. What? Well, probably twelve. Given the, uh, there's given no the way
0: he's getting signed for twelve. There's no way. What McKinnon?
1: Yeah, no way. Surely he's gonna he's gonna Kevin LeBunk it. You know, like, no, I mean, like, he's going to come back after, after taking his, taking, <laughs> yeah, taking the his team what LeBug was meant to do this year. And yeah. say, look, I took my team-friendly deal. And I fucking, I've done it for you for a long time.
0: I will be stunned. I will be stunned. Shit, we'll have to revisit this in four years, aren't we? Fucking in three hell. years, sorry. I'll be stunned if McKinnon's making more than ten.
1: I'll be stunned. Mate. That's fucking mental. I think
0: he goes. I think he goes nine and a half. So he's more than Rantanen, highest paid player, player in the team. I don't think he wants. I don't think he does that. But I really think he goes nine and a half. He's like, yeah, that'll do.
1: For me, this is probably me exposing my character more than anything. If I'm Nathan McKinnon right now, <laughs> and <I'm> fifteen, for <laughs> like give me twenty, I've taken. I've taken that six point three deal. Yeah, to help uh, to help the team out because I was young, I hadn't earned it yet, or whatever his reasoning was. Mikko Rantling comes in and gets nine point two five on his second contract. I'd be like, hang on a fucking second here. See, so you, you squeeze me, but you don't squeeze this kid.
0: I kind of see what you're saying, but I just, I just don't think he's wired that way.
1: No, I, really I don't. I, th- I think, I think you're probably right.
0: And there is something, there is something about being a ten million dollar player that puts something on you, doesn't it? You're making nine and a half. That's still like, oh my god, he only makes nine and a half. That's criminal. You're making ten. He fucking should have made that. He's
1: making 10 million fucking he should, dollars. He should be scoring two points a game.
0: Do you know what I mean? I still think there's something like that. I
1: do, I do know what you mean. I'd be very surprised because there are going to be so many 10 million dollar players by that point as well. But there might not be. Dude, the cap's not moving for two years. Yeah, but I still, I still reckon I still reckon that your young players coming through are going to be looking at what Marner and Matthews and that got and say, look, that's what I'm getting.
0: I know. See, I disagree. I think I think the opposite of that. I think they're looking at Matthews and Marner and thinking, you might have fucked that team. I want to win. What, am I going to trade an extra $2 million a year for the chance to win a cup? If the Avalanche win a cup, there's no way he's taking more than 10. No way. Because then you're like, I want to win again. Like, nothing can replace that feeling of winning. But so? no, no amount of money. How many times have we said that we feel sorry for Conor McDavid? I mean, there's been times when we've come on here, like, I feel sorry for this guy. He must just go to work every day and fucking hate himself. Like, there's times when he's done that, I'm sure. You're, and it's, I, I think it's the same for McKinnon.
1: So, you're saying that these players shouldn't, are going to take less because they want to win. And then, even if they have won, they're going to take less anyway?
0: Uh, some players, yeah. Some players, yeah. I think so.
1: I don't I think the majority of them will, though. The young yeah, ones coming you. through. Look at all, look at look
0: at all the players who were RFA along with Marner. How many of them held the team up and went, "I actually want this much money"? Like hardly, hardly any of them. Ransom I mean, was the second highest paid behind Marner.
1: and he's still got he's still got a good chunk of change,
0: didn't he? I agree, and you can then say to Nathan McKinnon, "Okay, yeah, we'll make you, you know, we'll make the highest paid player on the team." It's like Kucherov. Kucherov has a hundred twenty eight point season, and then signs for eight and a half. He could have got 12. He could have got eleven and a half somewhere. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's true.
0: I don't know. I don't know. I think like, and I don't think you can like, I think a player like Panarin's different again. Like Panarin's undrafted. He has a breakout. And then like, it's not like he's 21, 22, and he's already been making millions. Like he's got to make all his money now.
1: He was, like, he was 27, like, wasn't
0: he? Yeah, he's got to make his money. And that's it. Like this is his contract. This is his the contract. That's it. Like, this is the one for a Terry Panarin. But, like, McKinnon's not poor. He's already made plenty of money. He's going to make even more money. And he's still going to be on a deal that looks good. Like, uh, all, all those guys, all those guys who are around the mana thing, fucking, what, Brock Besser wants a long-term deal? And Jim Benning's like, well, no, you're going to get, like, was it six or something like that? And he's like, yeah, right. Charlie McAvoy, 4.9 three years. Yeah, right. I want to play in Boston. I want to win. You know we've got a good culture here. I want to, I want to keep going.
1: Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, but this is a player in Nathan McKinnon that you were considering taking over, Colin McDavid. Like, why like he? He's me. not he's not that level of Brock Besser of of whoever. Like, like he is no no arguably best exactly player in the world. Exactly.
0: Yeah, but I'm saying there are players out there that they're not going to Matthews and Marner this. They are going to look at their team and look at what's needed for their team and say, actually, yeah, we've got a better chance if I don't do that. Do you know mm. what I mean? They could, yeah, to be fair, it could go both ways. If the Avs don't win, McKinnon might say, it's okay, to give us another chance of winning a cup, I need to take another team-friendly-ish deal around nine and a half so we can get, you know, we have the ability then to move things around if it's not working. On the other side of that, if they win, he's like, yeah, I want to keep winning. We, we're winning well and doing this because I've sort of made this sacrifice. I'll keep doing that, you know. And then it can go negatively yeah. both ways as well. I get that. I'm just saying, I don't think he's that kind of player. I'll be stunned if he makes more. If the cap goes up to like you know eighty four, eighty five, fine. He'd probably make around ten. But I think comparatively, you know, like percentage wise, if it was eighty one and a half, still, I don't think he was making more than ten. I, I just don't think he's that kind of player.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a fair shout. It'll be interesting to see what happens. And yeah, so that's, that's what's going to... How far into the future Sakic is looking is going to determine yeah. what happens with the whole.
0: But then you've got to think, like there will be players that will come off the books. Like, are they going to re-sign... So before McKinnon, are they going to re-sign Nazem Kadri? Probably not. Are they going to re-sign Jonas Donskoy? Probably not. Do you know, there's players... Like, they're not going to re-sign Eric Johnson. Like, he's 6 million. Ian Cole's 4.2 million. You know, if you're hoping that okay, so there's six million there. If we give that six million to McC maybe maybe Kale McCarr can take that six million for like five years or six years.
1: Yeah, there are, there are going to have to be a lot of things that drop just right for uh, for the Avalanche if they want to keep on keep on doing what they're doing.
0: But I do think it'll be interesting to see where Taylor Hall ends up and and what he gets paid when he goes there. Yeah, real interesting.
1: That that's going to be the well him and him and Treasurer are going to be the stories of yes, the signing. Right?
0: Well, mate, and then uh, Braden Holtby as well.
1: Yeah, I think that that'd be interesting in a different light because he's he's, yeah, he's, he's over he's over thirty. He's on the, yeah, he's on the way out. That that's going to be who's your, your standard. He, here's the name brand goalie who's going to make the bad decision of <laughs> of signing him. Who's going to be regretting this deal in two years? Let's find out, shall we? Well, I'd know based on previous trends who's going to be regretting this deal in two months. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's a good point. Where is Dale Tallon going to be going next?
1: Mm-hmm. Let's, uh, let's see if Braden Holby goes there with him. I want to see Holby right. backing up um, Borowski in Florida. <laughs> the $18 million goalie tandem. Combination,
0: yeah. Looking out, Braden Holby backing up Bob.
1: Oh, Christ.
0: Uh, the last thing I wanted to mention this week was, uh, just a little quick thing, was Obviously, with the, the cap being flat and you know, the COVID and all that kind of thing, there was a report coming out of Pittsburgh. I think it was a, a joint effort, uh, an article from an athletics from two reporters. I didn't catch who it was. Teams are so concerned about the negative impact of COVID-19 that some teams are not even looking at the cap. They are so in financial trouble and believe they're in financial trouble that they're saying to their GMs, okay, like you need to get us to kind of like four or five million dollars below the cap
1: for it to work. Plur- which proper is insane. proper Florida just dumping contracts left, right, and centre. Just I mean that is mad. That's mad. That that would be crazy. That would be it'll it be it'll be really weird to see which players don't even get back into the NHL next year. Because I reckon what, what we were saying earlier about like the middle class is being uh, being squeezed out I reckon I reckon they'll be squeezed out squeezed out like you will have players who are perfectly good who won't be in the NHL because they can make more money overseas and like li- yeah. Our
0: team, oh yeah or teams just can't
1: there's just there's just not
0: enough money to go around for teams
1: uh, yeah, yeah exactly so like you know rather than taking a, a one million dollar deal to play in the NHL they'll go and make five in in the KHL or whatever and it's, it's not yeah. the it's not the same old story of you know your Lyndon Vase or whoever you know people who couldn't really cut it going over to the KHL. It would be high quality players who, who just cannot yeah cannot afford to be paid. Like I, I wonder if That's you'll get though. some Russians and some European players going back home just because there isn't going to be that space for them. I've, I've
0: I've said this before. I've said this before a million times. I'd love to know how billionaires have struggled during COVID. How have you suddenly lost all this money? Where's it all
1: gone? I, I, I don't think they have. Oh, yeah, maybe they haven't. I, I think it's they they are at risk of losing some of their money and they're like, fuck that, let's make the little people suffer because of it. You know right. what I mean? Very strange that you know
0: teams are looking at sort of 78, 77 and a half million. They can't even get to where you one and
1: a half. I and mean, that's just bizarre. Yeah, it's odd. It is odd. But then, I don't it's know. The there's, it's it's the NHL, yeah. <laughs> what and and I we expect. I understand if you're if you're looking at next season, like you've effectively got got to operate an entire year, probably at a loss, with if, with effectively no income, borderline no income. Because so I say we don't have fans in the stand, or say we have a third capacity that fans understand for all of next year which I still think is is optimistic, that's not going to be enough. You're you're looking at 30% of your revenue for the year and you've got to run a a, a borderline $100 billion payroll when you you chuck in coaches and GMs and the peanut boy and this, that and the other, on top of overheads for your stadium or whatever it might be, rent, who knows what other hidden costs are running the sports franchise. Yeah, dropping a million or two here or there is is going to make a difference.
0: So I said it before and I'll say it again. I would love to see the balance sheets oh. for these teams to see what they spend on what. You know? So intrigued, just like, just I mean, even just like mad shit, like you know, we spend seventy eight thousand. We spend seventy eight thousand dollars a year on KitKats for the fucking <laughs> like you know the team meetings and stuff like that. <laughs> just you know, just stupid shit like that. Well, it's, it's it like- just isn't thought of as a thing, but it is a thing.
1: Or well, like we were saying the other day about the the per diem in the bubble, where you got players being paid over $100 a day for fucking food. These millionaires. You're right. You're right. It's like now, mate, goes to the fucking calf downstairs. We know you're stuck here. Where's that $100 going? On fucking. No. Uber Eats. Just eat. Yeah. Snoop Dogg's rocking up every day with a fucking kebab. And he's like, right, here we go, boys. Here's the kebab trolley. Gives you it gives you hundred dollars. That's hundred dollars for a dollar meeting chips to you there, Nathan. Yeah. yeah I, I think I like think it's way. it's gotta be there's gotta be so much shit like Because, right, let's let's do the quick maths for that. That hundred dollars let's let's call a hundred dollars flat and you've got yeah, twenty players on your game day roster, let's let's do the twenty three roster limit that you're allowed. That's yeah. two thousand three hundred dollars per game. Sorry, per day on food for your players and let's say that yeah. you have I'd say a generous two rest days All right, Okay, so let's say three rest days a week for the season so you're doing four times $2,300 so that's a plus. so that's $9,200 a week isn't the PDM every day? or is it only on game day? I think it'd be on game days and travel days wouldn't it? Oh, okay, so I, okay, I, okay. I still yeah, I still think nine grand a week is a conservative estimate. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, so nine grand a week during the season just to feed your players on top of the money it costs to actually give them the meals that you give them, and that's you've, you're going to have similar per DM for every other member of staff. So yeah, you're looking at a hundred grand just for pocket money for your players every year. Like. yeah. Just shit like that. You just don't even think about it, Fucking madness. Not even a hundred grand. That'd be like a million dollars, almost. No. That's crazy. I've, oh, I've done bad maths, but, yeah. anyway yeah. It's a weird one.
0: Alrighty. There we go. Uh, thank you for listening, everybody. The playoffs are still really, really good and really, really exciting, and I'm still really enjoying them. It's a bit shitty today because we've only got two games, which is crap,
1: but what can you do? Yeah, we need, we need every series to go to seven, just so that scheduling-wise they have to have more early games. Yeah. That'll be, uh, that'll be good.
0: Mate, my, Alrighty. Thank you for this, everybody. Will, any last words? Yeah, my, my last
1: words are, how fucking dumb is the scheduling that a short overtime period in that Tampa Bay Carolina game yesterday meant that the, the Bruins came out to be delayed? I don't know. I don't so, know. It, oh, we, can't, we can't... Yeah. If, there's, if this potentially very likely thing happens... It fucks up the rest of our schedule. So what are you fucking doing scheduling so close together anyway? Mental. Yeah,
0: especially now. Especially when you can actually have, like, today there's only two games. So you could have just changed it around a bit and had another team. Like, you could have had three games today. It wouldn't have, been, it wouldn't have even been a thing. It would have been fine.
1: Yeah, exactly. Or, like, yeah, they had back-to-back East games in the in the schedule yesterday. So it's like, well, don't, don't do that.
0: Alright, there we go. Take care, everybody. We'll talk to you next week.
1: Peace.